a dog leash and hook the like loop end and just pull it, you know, lay on your stomach and just pull it back to your butt or as far as you can go. And then a couple other like strengthening exercises and then yeah. ice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to wrap my foot in a belt. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome and brand Dana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 283 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Please five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm brand Dana with me as always. Never met a skinny jean he could trust. Mm-mm. Most awesome. No, sir. Nope. Skinny jeans and me are like, uh, we're like oil and water. We're like the, me the duck s- and the oil slick from the Exxon DLDs. <laughs> we... What is like the worst pant you tried? So it should be no secret on this podcast. So this comes up because it's going to be in the Neapolitan showdown. But like, yeah, baby. what was the most unsuccessful attempt of trying on a pant? Do you remember that pant? Was there one that just like got yeah. up to your thighs and just like split out? And it was just like, I'm out. I don't remember the like, there's no specific pant. But any time that I have ever gone shopping and like I've had somebody like, oh, we'll try this. Try these pants on these these are nice these you know like these khakis these jeans what have you if they are not in some way shape if the if the word relaxed has not worked its way into the title of that <laughs> gene it yeah. is not gonna fucking work and it's always yeah, funny yeah. like the best is if you like early on dating or like going out and like you do that that mall shopping trip right yep. That was always my my favorite because it was almost like it was like I'm going to blow this girl's mind away when she picks out some jeans that she likes that she thinks are going to be cute, and yeah. I can't I can barely get them past my knees. Yeah. Right. Plus, I get to show off the tanks in all their glory. Right. You know what I mean? It's a it's a win win all the way around. I can't yeah I can't tell if I'm tap dancing like I don't really I can't call it. Are you you're not like a shape? It's not like embarrassed. It's not like my. You know, like I get shit for my ducktail, like a little, like just like hair on yeah. my lower, lower back. It's not like your pride, right? You have like strong legs. You don't yes. think of them as this like chubby legs. Like it's not. No, like they're not. They, they're chubbier you. than they were before. In my peak, in, in the early twenties, woo, that was just like people would be like, "Show them your legs, show yeah. them your legs," <laughs> and then I'd show them, and they'd just be big, and they're like, "Holy shit!" And then I'd flex them, and then it'd just be like it was like all muscle, and it was like. It was a fun little party trick for a little bit. It was great. Yeah. But it and happens I- it happens even today. It happened literally today. I told you I went to physical therapy and like the physical therapist was like getting like looking at because my left leg which I tore my ACL is atrophied and he was like getting yeah. a reference for my quad on my right leg. He's like, "Well, just give yeah. it a little flex." And I flex he goes, "Whoa." You got some quads on you. And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I do, sir." So it still doesn't it still doesn't change. Like even today, I'm wowing people with my thighs. Did you? And you were a volleyball player in college. So did uh, your quads matched up to what they looked like? They the juices yeah. worth the squeeze. Like you got the performance out of them. Because what is like a quad is like just like like starting speed. Like is it ups? Like what you know? Like what is yeah? Really it's like the, the whole thing. thing. I mean, it's you. like jumping and running. Like I was always a good. Like in football, I was always one of the faster guys in track. I was always, I ran all like the explosive stuff, four by one, four by two, long jump. Like those were my events, you know, in basketball, like I was 5'11", but I could definitely get up. Even one of our basketball, like our, on that 
you know, uh, men's league that I played in, he was like, one of the guys I was talking to is like, well, the first thing I noticed is like, you could jump. And I was like, yeah, I, I still can jump like that. hadn't totally left it. I'm not where I was once before, but yeah. I still could get up. And yeah, I had a couple blocks on some guys before the, the ACL tear. So it was one of those things where it definitely like I got performance out of them. And it was one of those things that I don't know. My dad, my dad was like, is very, was shaped very similar to me, except he was a little bit more beefy on top. He played on the offensive line, Mr. Four star. He played offensive mm-hmm. center. And so he was kind of like heavy set, like thick all the way around. But for me, like I got like thin, thinner upper body and beefy lower body. So I was like a great like football player because I was just like all shoulders and like thighs and knees. You know what I mean? I was like AJ Dillon uh, for the Packers. Oh, could you dunk? I don't remember talking. I have one confirmed dunk, okay. like basketball, okay. where it's like, but it's off the balance. My hands are not big enough to palm it. I could just get up and just yeah. boop. It's not. It was not the cleanest one. Volleyballs and tennis balls, I could do all day, but it was just like the one perfect bounce. Just got it right. Jump. You know what I mean? But I never like worked yeah. out my legs. I never. It was like always a joke. I always worked out my upper body when I did football stuff, and never my lower body. Which now I kind of wish I did looking at like all the Instagram posts for like the knees over toes guys and stuff like that. I'm like, Holy shit. Like I should have been, I should have been dunking regularly had I worked out my legs on a regular basis. So one confirmed dunk who, who was watching this? Can we get them on the pod? Like, is it a group of like four people? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even confirmed, know. So yeah, it makes it feel like confirmed for me. That's like what I meant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I could go back to, it would probably last in my memory a lot more than, anybody in that high school gym. Cause we, it was definitely, it was during the summer, my senior year, or maybe it was my junior year. Either way, it was after track practice. And like the greatest thing about track practice for sprinters, it was such a fuck around practice. It literally was nothing. We did nothing for hours. So we would, we would start practice. We would do like a three mile run, which was in those days was like nothing. I could chew through that. No big deal. Three yeah. mile run. And then Those it days, was, yeah. we did like plyometric workouts, which was like a joke and then worked on our starting blocks. And then everyone else was still doing like some sort of practice or relays. And so we, if we didn't drop the baton, we were good. And we would go into the gym and like fuck around. And sometimes we'd have pickup hoops. That's where I started playing volleyball. Um, and then I know we were like all, a lot of the guys were like trying to dunk and do dunks and, you know, throwing the ball up and bouncing it, letting it do all that stuff. And that's where I got my, my one end. Oh, that's wild. I remember track practice. It's my favorite spot to smoke cigarettes. All right, guys. Well, this is your favorite <laughs> spot to listen to uh jam packed episode 283 guys. we got ripped from the headlines. We're doing the college football playoff. Everyone's been talking about it. It's about time you hear our take of this top four and how it shook out Mapster Damas. We're going to talk about the college 12 team playoff starting next year. Going to take a look and get MA's reaction on what that's going to kind of do to the regular season and what our postseason should start feeling like the year after this one. Going to do Vonathon. We got a friend of the podcast, Alex Vaughn, coming back on to talk this sad contract. You hear about this? You hear about this, bro? You know this? Know I've heard yeah, some you, rumblings. Yeah, I know you're not in LA, but you knew the SAG was on strike. Yes, I did. You had that information. My and beloved now they're, SAG. They're not on strike. Oh, they're yeah. You, strike. You, you remember SAG? Yeah. I was oh, nice. SAG. I I was SAG I eligible. 
back. In I, the day. I I just think it's because you're you're active in so many facets of my life. Like sometimes I do forget about that little pie wedge about the fact that you did move to LA to be an actor. So yes, yeah, I do. Exactly. Uh, I do remember now that you are uh, SAG eligible. Uh, Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing top drinks. Top things to put on your legs. Put on your legs. <laughs> what are you going to put on um, those gams? Almost did Christopher Nolan movies again, but instead going to talk about our two legs that hold us up and what yeah. we like to throw on them We're and write, write them as we do. Uh, the Brandon Gambling Quarter, we're going to jump in. We're going to look at NFL Week 14 Best Bets. But have you guessed some lines? Have you seen the lines, bro? You're a busy man. I've not man. seen anything about I've not right. seen So we're going to let you. We're just going to let you step up to the plate and take a swing. Ooh. And then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, rip from the headlines. College football playoff. Why are we talk about that this week, brother? Ooh, the world was shooketh. Yikes. With disapproval of the college football Final Four. Not of the top team in the <laughs> yeah no, no let's not the, get that twisted not Absolutely. the best not the best team in the country let's no, not it came down to uh you know six teams probably in some way shape or deserving, deserving. two they got so right is is this the is this the biggest challenge that the college foot what are they called f fbs yeah f F the football are you talking about like the college the committee playoffs? whatever they, yeah, the, the committee, committee yeah, like whoever does yeah. okay is is this the biggest i mean this is obviously the biggest challenge the committee has is this is there any other time you can remember where it was like an honest they had to make a decision like it wasn't kind of like 60 40 like where it was literally like a coin so flip? The, the 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 previous one was like more like computer based and spit it out so they, this committee uh format has been around for about the last 10 years yeah and i think like there's there it used, it used to be like un, undefeated teams from not the power five versus like one yeah. loss team and like from... but like cincinnati played bama two years ago maybe i think it was and it was like a blowout yeah. and michigan yeah. state played him and got you know they got fucked this is i think the committee was a better less chaotic way of going about it but they had a criteria that they set it's like well this is the reason why we're choosing these things and seemingly with you know the you know the omission of florida state went against exactly those criteria that they set went against it okay and because it's it's literally because i can boil it down to this is it your resume or what they think you can do in the playoff and you're saying this this go ahead they're saying like on paper it was resume had more weight but in real life we see that what you can do in the playoff has more weight yes and this that was the first time that i think that we'd really seen because really what it is i can't remember an undefeated team in a power five conference so that's acc sec big 12 big 10 pac 12 right those are the power five guys and if you win out and you beat everybody it would be hard pressed for them to keep you out. There'd have to be special circumstances. There'd have to be some special circumstances. And I, that's why it's so, that's why people are so up in arms about it because it really was like a, well, how can you leave a third, 
fourteen and zero team out against two one loss teams, and it's and we're not talking a UCF right, and that was like the the one that everyone was up in arms about, yeah, six or seven years ago. But they didn't play in a Power Five conference, so you could make the argument, yeah, you beat all of, but this is big boy football, like yeah, you're gonna get fucking squashed. And then when we see Cincinnati from the you know American conference come in there, they got dog walked by Alabama. You know what I mean? So it's like there's some credence there, but this yeah, now why people, is yeah, it feels like they're giving the committee shit. Like, is it the goal should be like who can, who is best in line to compete for right. the championship? And I need those four teams. Like to me, and I want to know your take on if uh, they got it right or not because I tried not to talk to you about it. Uh, just on you know, I want to start with Georgia, but I'm so itching to hear your Florida State that let's talk Florida State first, then we'll talk yeah. Georgia. But it was like if you look at that line right now, I mean, like Florida State's a double digit dog to Georgia, like their right. non playoff game, and they would be a double digit dog to Michigan if they had that. And now, you know, Michigan is, I think, a two point favorite over uh, two and a half Bama. favorite Bama, yeah. So, or is it maybe moved to two points? It's good, keep moving down. Um, so then, um, yeah, it is one of those things where it's like, this is the argument. And here's the thing. It's, it'll, whatever the playoff format will be, it'll never be perfect. There will always be these arguments. Let me just sure. lay that down. Great. The, the, it should matter. It's unfortunate, but it should matter that their best player broke his ankle three weeks ago. Yeah. Florida state. And that should have a bearing whether, regardless that they won does it mean the system is broken? I disagree. I think it's an unfortunate circumstance that held you out. The trouble is, is that they're 13 and 0. So it's like we did everything right. So they they have this like moral like high ground. Yeah, but you're could, you're not could... bringing you're not that 13 and 0 product isn't what you're bringing into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Exactly. This is so if, it's, if, it's why if, I said in, when you asked me two weeks ago or a week ago, who you think the final four is going to be? I thought it was going to be Georgia Bama. Cause I thought Bama would win. I knew yeah. Washington would win and I thought Michigan would win. So that's what I thought my four is. That's who I think the best four teams are, but they're not, you know, they're going to, they're going to pick and choose when they want to apply best product, best team, and then resume. And that's why I think Texas got it. Yeah. I think you can make an argument that Florida State, that Bama could have been third and Texas could have been fourth just by the recency of their play and who they've beaten more recently relative to Texas. And you could have all made an argument that Texas, it's more of a coin flip between Texas and Florida State than it is at Bama and Florida State. Bama only State. got into the four spot because they were the eighth seed prior to the championship weekend. And... uh. Texas was seven. Never in the history of the college football playoffs had any team below six before the ch championship conference weekend jumped up into the top four. It had never happened. And then we had it twice here. And, and I think it was a, I think it was like, Hey, we're just going to put the, the best product out here. The best viewership. This is the thing to me that got dirtied by TV dollars more, the more so than anything. We want the best matchups because I don't necessarily know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. If feel I can like make that's... that argument that Texas is better than Georgia, and Texas is only holding on to their early season win against Alabama, but in college football, those are like dog years. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So many questions. Yeah. So let's let's wrap this up real fast with Florida State. Uh, yeah. 
Is this an issue? Is Florida State in if their quarterback doesn't break his ankle? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, so that's, that's they they couldn't deny it. They couldn't deny it. Even if they played shitty, even if those scores were exactly the same, but he, Jordan Travis is there. They're in. They're the third. They're the third seed. And then then here's the, here's the fun stuff. Then we're debating Texas Alabama. Pac twelve or excuse me, Big Twelve versus SEC. Everyone's arguing that the SEC is low. But Texas has that early season win. I think Texas that goes to over. four, right? Because they Texas have the head to head matches. Yeah. They have the head to head matchup. How do you make that argument? Right? It's the same thing. Yeah. How I mean, you did, but is is Alabama a better team than Texas right now? I think so. But they, they handled, weren't, obviously, when they lost. Yeah. They or were, they, when they were. Maybe not necessarily. Like, you know, you can still, teams, like any given Saturday, I mean, teams lose to. Uh, this is true. I mean, and Alabama looked like dick. It, it, had they lost, had. Jalen Mil- Miltro not hit a fourth and 31 to give Bama the, the win against Auburn in their, in their rivalry game. The Florida state might be in, yeah. you know, but Georgia losing going from one to five is, is, is I think, I think it's like people didn't want to see Georgia in the playoffs again. I think people were tired of it. This is where the TV thing just stinks. Cause it's like, Oh, we don't want to see. Yeah. Well, I, I do. Yeah, I do want to come out of that. I don't feel like, TV, there was just like ESPN, there was like conspiracy theory. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't have, I think they should do that. Like their goal <laughs> should be to put the best fucking football games on. It was just like, oh, they're just trying to get the guest best games possible for higher viewership. Yes. yes <laughs> Good. Yeah. Like that's, that's what we want happening. We don't want double digit underdogs on this. Let's talk a little bit about Georgia. Cause I still can't wrap my mind around it. I know you were surprised because you even had them in your top four. And yeah. you predicted that Alabama would beat Georgia, which is what happened. If Georgia loses their first game around the time Texas does, like, do they get in over Texas? Is this recency bias of the loss? Like, I, I know part of it is just like, but part of me too feels like you have the chance to do something that, uh, has there been a three-peat college football champion? I don't believe so, no. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, opp- if there has been, it's in like the early 1900s where you had a one a one loss season that came at the very end of the championship game. You had something to do that for sake of argument, no other team has done. And to take that away from them seems. I, I just can't believe it. Like, I, I think that's the one that stunned me the most. Definitely stunned me more than Florida State. I was just like, you have to give the defending national champions. You know, it's not like some other national championship where they're like stripped away like they national champions held the one seed went undefeated almost to the end. And now they're just out. And they lost by three points too. It's not like they got just fucking worked over. I mean, the first half was they were, they were down. They played back, but here's, here's the teams, the top 20 teams uh, that they beat during their season. And when they beat them, I'll give them the ranking when Georgia beat Georgia? Them and where they finished. Yeah. Okay. So Georgia's beat Kentucky. They were 20th at the time. Uh, Kentucky finished unranked. They beat Mizzou, who was 14th at the time. Mizzou is now ninth in the country. They beat Old Miss at 10. Old Miss is now 11th. They beat Tennessee at 25, or excuse me, at 21. Now they're 25. So that's three wins against still top 25 teams. Now they're all in the SEC. They didn't really schedule anybody outside of conference. And they have that, you know, UK win or that Kentucky win that at the time was a top 20 win. And they lose to Bama by three. Bama has, they lose to Texas. They uh, win against Ole Miss, who is 14th and now 11th. And they, uh, can't read my writing. 
Oh, they beat LSU and Georgia and oh, and Tennessee. So LSU is 17th in the country at the time they were 13th. So they've got one, two, three, four, and then a fifth top 10 wins. So Bama has a really strong late schedule. Texas, who they beat? KU is 24th at the time, Rock Chalk, but finished Rock not Chalk. ranked. No. Oklahoma was, they, they lost to Oklahoma. They're 12. Yeah. Oklahoma is 12 now. They beat Kansas State, who's 25th at the time. They're not ranked. And they beat in the Pac- uh, Big 12 championship game, they beat Oklahoma State. Uh, they're 19th at the time. Now they're 22nd. So they only have one, two wins that are teams that are now in the top 25. Yeah, you got to put Georgia over Texas. You got to put Georgia over Texas, I would feel like. And then if you look at Florida State, they beat early in the season LSU, who was five, and finished at 17. They beat Duke, who was 16 at the time, finished not ranked. And they beat the championship game, Louisville, um, who uh, who beat Notre Dame and beat a couple other teams, who was 15th at the time, now they're 16th. So, I mean, they have as many top 20 wins as, say, Texas does in the season. Florida State does. I get it. Their quarterback's out, but it's like, how are you? I, I I don't get the Texas thing. I don't get it. Their Texas is only like we beat Alabama two and a half months ago. That's their yeah. biggest like. That's this it. Is what we did. Yeah, I don't get it. So uh, what's the line? But, Neutral field. Go ahead. No, but that's the thing is, is this is where that's the argument is is ESPN wanted to put that market the Big Twelve Texas for viewership, and that's where viewership relative to the best teams out there that's where we get the confluence of like, these things are not working in conjunction with each other. Instead of going repetitive on the sec by putting in a Georgia with Alabama, we're going to get a whole other, like just vertical section of conference followers. This mid South, this, this Southern viewership. Cause neutral field, like what's the Georgia, Texas line. Is it Georgia by three? Yeah. Georgia's favorite, right? Three, three and a half, something like that. Absolutely. You know, Man, I even I can't even imagine like what those guys are going through. It's got to feel like such. Yeah, I mean that's the I thing. Feel like Georgia, like you did everything right except for like. And an hour. you lost your conference <laughs> championship game, you know what I mean? Which is just like that sucks. That sucks to go out that way, and I get it. And I and it sucks that it 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 has everything. It seemingly didn't have anything to do with your actual play. Which I mean, at times, every one of these teams at times has not looked great. Washington, Michigan. I mean, oh, Michigan's never trailed in the second half. Michigan's been pretty consistent, but their whole thing was that they didn't play anybody. Although UNLV looked a lot better. Their record was a lot better. I think they were like win 11 and two um, non-conference. And they had two top 10 victories over Penn state and Ohio. You know what I mean? But the rest of the like big 10 was not super solid was solid but not anything different than say like a an sec so it's really right. like it's tough man it's they had two spots for four teams and you know all deserving yeah also all, all, all have a real argument what are people talking about like florida state just declare themselves national champions what, what the fuck is this well, that's that's really funny because that's what UCF did. Is is they they beat Auburn. I think they beat Auburn when Auburn was good in a bowl game, but Auburn didn't give a fuck about it, and they were out of it. So they finished thirteen and zero, and they're just like, "We're national champions. This is us. Looky looky here," which is really kind of funny. But this is not 
something that is totally uncommon because Bama, they're one of their national titles. They finished 20th. It was like in the, like the 60s or 70s or something like that. And they claimed a national title. And they're like, yeah, we're national champions. It's like, no, you finished 20th in the AP yeah. poll. What's the fuck I know are college, you talking about? I know college football is crazy. Everybody everybody just slow the fuck down. Uh, all right. Know. So we got we got uh, Go Blue. We got Michigan over Alabama. And then we're going to yeah, have baby. what? Texas over Washington. And then Michigan-Texas national championship game. That would be exciting. I would love that because that would bring me right back to my days where I saw uh, Texas romp Michigan in the Rose Bowl back in those days when we were still getting bids to the Rose Bowl. Uh, and your boy saw Michigan and Vince Carter or Vince Young, a junior before the national championship, look like a fucking video game in the Rose Bowl. It was insane. I've yeah. never seen anything like it. Which one? Not the USC game. No, 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 no. Michigan, Texas. the year before the uh, okay. USC, Michigan, and we. Michigan almost won. I swear to God, they someone got a fingertip on the field goal for Texas to win it in in the final seconds, but they won on a field goal, and that was the game. This is the first time I ever had that experience. Where like, am I going to get no fight in the stadium? Because not only did I wear Michigan gear, but I yeah. also I bought an Oklahoma hat to purposely troll the Texas fans Great. with Oklahoma, their their rivals. Yeah. Um, and one guy was so blackout drunk behind me just kept barking at me the whole time. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Like, and I was like, he has the high ground. My back's to him. I'm trying to watch the game, but I was definitely worried about a fucking boot coming to my back. Terrifying. That's why I'm a yeah. stadium tour. I love being the home team. Just terrified. Like you can't concentrate. Like you're just looking at yes. like just waiting to hear, like if you can feel like a swing or him whispering to his friends, like I'm about to knock this motherfucker out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, pass. Cut off all drinks from Sadie's. We've been through that. Different I've parties. never, I've never done this. I've never done that level of training again. <laughs> and here's the thing: during halftime, we were walking around the mezzanine. Yeah. All the Texas fans, by and large, were really like nice. I just had the one asshole that was fucking blackout drunk. Yeah, I think those are expensive tickets. Uh, all right, well, yes. plenty regardless. Great college football coming up. All right, let's do this real fast. Master Damas, twelve team playoff. So next year we're moving to twelve teams. Yes. Uh you're not excited. I've seen you on the text thread about this. Yeah. Uh, it does feel like a little too much. I know there's no perfect number. I know some teams are going to be left out. Why are we going to 12? Is this just a money grab? Just get more games? Just more games, money grab. And it doesn't benefit. This is the thing. I want to scream from the mountaintops. Yeah. It does not benefit the kids at all. Zero. It benefits them nothing. Other than just giving them more games on the stage. But it's more risk for them. I'm sure anybody that has NI, NIL deals uh, isn't like going back to the negotiating table. Like, hey, if we go to the national championship, I might be playing an like extra two or three games. I might end up playing 17 games this season. Yeah. As a yeah, college it seems like, kid. Yeah, it seems like six was right just because you have the power five and then like you just have like a little leverage too. like if you wanted to fuck around with like uh you know an undefeated florida right. or like university ucf or whatever situation we had within uh going to 12 let me play a little devil's advocate one reason i am uh i think going to 12 one thing it will solve is these unwatchable bowl games that are going on yeah Okay. Like, you know, we have like those final games of the season where kids are, you know, like sitting out, like you never know who's going to play in them. And it just really like that population, that tradition seemed to die with maybe if 
like not our parents, like at least us will remember like a little bit of just like watching all these bowls. And now with the expansion of those bowls combined with the actual college football playoff being added. And now with these, you know, it just, the, the bowl games that are outside, just kind of like uh, just decimated, but now this might bring back the fact that at least we'll have, you know, that, that kickoff weekend, like, but I mean like six games over two games. So, I mean, we're adding like a total of what, like 10 meaningful, 11 meaningful like bowl games. Yeah, quarterfinals, semifinals. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're. Yeah, minus like that, the right? ones we already had because we're adding. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, to, to to your point, I think what you're doing is like examples of games at the end of the year where the stakes just kind of disappear. I know you love the Ohio. You fill out the rest. Michigan game, uh, Washington, Utah, Georgia, Alabama. These are all great games that had big consequences leading into the college football playoff this year that won't necessarily have it next year that's your main that's your main gripe that's your main rub that's what yeah that's one of my main gripes the other thing is is that i i started thinking about it deeper it's like well what if like a, a, a georgia who's like all right well i'm already in we're kind of beat up what if they sit a bunch of players oh, rest players. oh wow you yeah. know what i mean like then it's, yeah, it turns that, into a week 17 nfl yeah yeah exactly and is that is that what we signed up for is that what we want you know what I mean? And so I just, I just wonder about that. You're right about the bowl games, like kind of saving some of these bowl games, which I think, I, I think it just got overinflated. I would have loved to just see far fewer of them be available. You know what I mean? And if you could, if you could figure it out and make it worthwhile, great. But by and large, like, you know, playing in a bowl game, just because you win six games of your season, like you're bowl eligible. doesn't mean you should be playing football. You know what I mean? Yeah, give, you, give me you're an example, six like, six. You have those rankings in front of you. Give me a couple examples. Like who would Michigan play out of the gate? So Michigan would play the 12th seed, number one overall. So well, no, what would their the, first the game Florida State would play the 12th seed. Right? Florida Michigan, State if the top four would take a bye. They'd take a bye? Okay, so it's not yeah. six on each, not, th- not three games? No, because then three. you'd have an uneven. You'd have to have the top four take a bye. You'd have 5-12, you know, 4-11, right? Yeah. And like, yeah, you'd have to do, yeah, you'd have to do one early, I guess, unless you're doing like a round robin, because then you would end up with six teams and then maybe you could move it to the other. I don't know. You're probably, yeah, right. I saw, I saw, but you'd have, you'd have a, you'd have Michigan would play. Oh, the, they did. They, they projected out. Somebody did. Like yeah. Did. I saw okay. it. And it would be like, it'd be like Florida State versus, because this is where like Liberty, who's sitting at 23, this is the new UCF, right? They're 12 yeah. and 0. So it's like, all right, Florida State play Liberty, but this is where the argument is going to continue. Cause somebody's going to be like, well, this is bullshit. They get the fucking layup. They get the 12th seed and they're injured. They're going to easily march through. Whereas like, you know, we should be the fifth seed because you know, we're better than them. at. This uh, so now, now the, uh, oh, I, so you're saying that that's good. So you're not saying the argument shifts to, cause who gives a shit about team like 14, 15, like it's those at large bubble ones at the NCAA tournament. No one cares about. Yeah. You're They're like, I cons- should, I'm six Ohio. You fill out the rest of sitting at six going, well, fuck it. We're better than, oh, we're better than Florida. And they get to play Liberty and we got to fucking face off against Ole Miss. Like yeah. this ain't the same thing. Yeah. 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 And that's just the argument. We're just kicking it down the line a little bit. It's a, it's a little less dramatic and it's a little less whatever. Cause we're arguing over two lost teams, but it's still going to be there. So it's like, I don't know if I, if we're going to have the argument and everyone's going to be up in arms about it. Like if we really wanted to, if we really wanted to a save conferences and we really wanted to, to like be on the side of kids, I think you're right. Six, I think, is the right number and almost like yep. an automatic bid. You win your conference, you're in, right? 
yeah. then and then we give a six you know seat to an at large yeah so it could be a liberty could be somebody could be anything right yeah because now you're really making the regular season matter like you're yes. actually playing for it. there's one spot reserved for you and you can go get it it's gonna yep. beat everybody and in my mind i would think that it would save conference you know uh alignment a little bit right so all these teams moving to the big 12 maybe it's worth to bolster the the pack 12 more keep this because i got this automatic bid sitting right here so yeah let's fucking figure this out a little yeah i'm gonna bit. stay inside the big 12 because like this yes. is gonna ease your regular is, season i, I get room. a shot to do it yeah exactly uh but we don't care about that we care about we don't dollars. give a shit we, all we care about espn's their bottom line we got more college football games. We have NFL getting damn near an unwatchable product. What a time to be alive. What are we going to get in the NBA? It's got carried away. Um, all right. Vonathon. He's on Vonathon. there. Muted, bro. I like it that we bring you on for technology talk right now. After we do, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what is what, how, what? start the Zoom meeting? Uh, so anyway, AI future of everything. Right, right. Would anybody like a Worthers? <laughs> uh, we'll jump right into it. We know that uh, you're a busy man. I gave you zero notice, but uh, I was just really inspired by uh, your post that you put on Instagram. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. And it's just kind of, it's it's kind of like shining a light on a good thing where I think most of us, especially our friends that live in LA might be overlooking this and it seemed to be a passion of yours. So I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts because you articulated it so well. So everyone that's probably listening to this knows that there was some form of a SAG strike going on that lasted about like, I don't remember six or seven months, but a lot of us have kind of actors that are friends in our lives. And it looked like, you know, uh, three weeks ago that the strike had come to an end. That's what everybody's posting and celebrated. And now there's a little bit of a, of a reverb coming back from some actors that seem to kind of do a, a deeper dive of what the deal meant. Is that kind of summing it up? Like what kind of helped to close out the SAG strike, Alex? And then what gave it a second look from a lot of the SAG members and where are we at now and what's your opinion with the agreement that was reached? So I think you did a really great walkthrough of kind of the experience of that. I mean, obviously, everybody wants to get back to work in L.A. And SAG is the last major ne negotiation um, as far as the, the unions go. And it happened a lot more quickly than... Um, the WGA, which was sort of like the, the big fight, and they, they won a lot of the stuff that they were looking for. Um, but um, at the end of the day, I think a lot of that excitement uh, sort of started to transition into a little bit of curiosity, and then to investigation, and then kind of discovery as more and more information uh, was put out by the union, and kind of reluctantly so. So they so the, the the WGA and the SAG deals weren't necessarily in tandem. I think for a lot of us that aren't in those unions from the outside, it seemed like 
what was good for the WGA was going to kind of spill into some sort of comparable agreement to SAG. Were these just completely separate entities with completely separate deals? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's hard to kind of uh, uh, explain uh, the, the differences, but what it really comes down to is um, the regulation of a lot of artificial intelligence is is what both unions were were after. Um, the the writers were looking for guarantees at the number of writers that were in a room and a couple of other things, just like basic minimum standards of living so that writing can be a career. It's actually a lot easier to put in some boilerplate language for writing. And essentially they won the, the big overall legal battle, which is just writers cannot be compelled by their bosses, i.e. the studios, to use any sort of language learning model, uh, LLM, which is what is universally being referred to as AI right now. Like that's what ChatGPT is. It is a very, very fancy autocomplete, uh, but it is a technology that's rapidly expanding and writers were definitely threatened by that. Um, actors, it's much more complicated. Um, and that's kind of what I got into in my, my post because a lot of what is in the SAG agreement, the um, memorandum of agreement right now, um, is focused on protecting an actor's likeness, which is you know important. Um, and I think it is sort of the baseline of protection that we need. But the language in it is rather unspecific uh, about how it, it protects the actor. And it essentially just establishes precedent, legal precedent, um, that we're, we're dealing with AI and that the actor must give their consent. Um, but the things that they're giving uh, consent over can easily be leveraged or pressured when you're an actor who's just starting out and you're looking for like your big break. And you're given a role and part of that role requires consent to give your image over or your likeness over in certain ways. Um, you're, you're going to do it because otherwise the, the next person who, who does uh, is, is going to get the part. And these are things that are just going to be part of, of acting and, and, and filmmaking now. Um, but I think what actors were really hoping for was some more, uh, boilerplate language that really protects the the core of what is in danger right now, and that's the integrity of our performances. It's not just what we look like; it is our the way that we behave. We don't hire somebody uh, like uh, the Goss, like Ryan Gosling, or uh, like Olivia Coleman, uh, or, uh, or Regina King. Um, or uh, Daniel Oyelowo uh, for how they look. I mean, they, everybody who is an actor looks a certain way, um, and that is kind of how they get their foot in the door. Um, but what is their staying power is, is their, their ability to perform, their unique life experience, their unique choices as an actor, their unique training. Um, and that creates behavior, which can also be mined by artificial intelligence so that we may very soon be at a place where actors uh, have either willingly or uh, uh, unknowingly even given away information through self-tapes, through uh, small agreements that end up being fuel for programs that can kind of steal the way that you behave, the way that you act. Uh, and there's no way um, to fight for that because we've never had a contract uh, as a union that protects the intellectual property and the integrity of our performances. 
it's all about likeness. And that is where we're really going to lose ground, I think. And if I'm being like super pessimistic about it, um, if this passes, and I do think it will, I, I do think the, the agreement will be ratified and we'll all be going back to work in January. We're going to be in severe danger of the, the younger or developing newer working actors who are interested in working on the screen. This affects screen actors um, more than, you know, theater actors, because you go to the theater to see stuff, you know, live and, and direct. But screen acting is something that may actually start to be less of a viable field for an actor, um, which is sad because it is what got me excited about being an actor, watching movies and TV growing up. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about what may happen, but I do think that the writing is on the wall, that AI isn't going away, it's here to stay. And there are a lot of other things that uh, I take issue with in, in the contract. You can check out my uh, Instagram post if you want to hear more about it, like with the streaming stuff. But I think yeah, that is your... the central. Yeah what, yeah, what is your, just throw your Instagram out there so people can find it. It is oh no dot Alex Vaughn A L E X V A U G H A N with an extra A like Stevie Ray. And go. yeah, there you go. So where's the so, so where's where's the disc sorry, most I'll let you jump in here. I just wanted to get this question out there and then Paul, you yeah, do yours. Go for it. So where is the disconnect? Like is it the is it the reps bamboozling like the working actor? Like where is this chasm between we got a deal done, SAG, yes, let's go back to work. We feel confident about this. Let's ratify it to what you're feeling and kind of your brethren that see eye to eye with digging in deeper on this. Did they, is it a, is it a bamboozle thing? Did they just expect everyone to like sign off on it? Were they not doing their due diligence? Was it trying to make the actors happy? And it's just like, Hey, we got to make some, some sort of concessions here. Everybody wants to get back to work. So fuck it. Let's toss the dice and hopefully this will work out. Like where is kind of like the disconnect where it's not the whole union in arms being like, yes, we got it done. I I think, you know, it, it's not an intentional bamboozle. I, I think that the way that this year has fallen out and it was definitely intentional on, on the part of the studios, the AMPTP, is they dealt with one union at a time. Uh, the DGA uh, got pretty much everything they asked for very quickly. The WGA had to fight for their, you know, what they wanted. And they got like, let's say like 67% of what they wanted, including the most important stuff. Um, and so that just left the actors uh, kind of up against a wall. Uh, and even though there are unions out there picketing with us in solidarity, we're the only ones left uh, kind of uh, holding up the show, shall we say. So there's a lot of, uh, pressure on the the unions to figure something out because literally the entire industry uh, is is hanging in the balance of this deal. So there's there's a lot of pressure and actors uh, historically um, are are just sort of like we're the last to be hired, we're the last you know sort of like uh, part of the project. And I think that just generationally we have this mindset that like if we don't eventually kind of agree to what's going on, we may not be able to do the thing that we want to do. We might, we might, you know, not be cast in the part. We might be, might not be able to work. And I think that mentality of just, you know, carries over into the union, uh, even though there's some very strong, very intelligent, very capable people fighting for us. And I think, you know, the leadership is, is strong and is great and has been great about communicating the, for the entire strike. 
It's just we're getting to the end of this fiscal year. And unfortunately, the studios have a lot of leverage. And even though it's rumor and I don't want to like propagate like rumor. So like take this with a huge grain of salt. But there were like all sorts of um, sort of things in the trades talking about uh, the studios leaning on actors who are in the negotiating committee about their shows and like threatening to cancel them. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. But it's like you hear things like that and you're like, that's like, that is the sort of like world that we're living in. Um, you also have rumors about big ticket actors who are trying to promote their Oscar uh, movies for award season that are also from the other side, putting pressure on SAG to meet an agreement because they are thinking about their businesses. Like these are names on which like millions and millions and millions of dollars depend. And so they have to run their business. And really, at the end of the day, it's it's all tied up in this money that has to go somewhere. And I don't blame anybody for protecting their business. But I do think that a lot of the decisions that were made, unfortunately, really narrow the, the way that newer or emerging actors can find work or find a long-term career. Uh, those avenues have like shortened uh, and become more narrow in the last 10 years dramatically and this deal is going to make them even tighter so it seems to me like you're saying that the essentially there's like the the sag the union the the union membership is so spread and diverse in terms of like that the top pinnacle actors and the earnings versus the the struggling working actor that essentially it looked like possibly that they were more negotiating on side on the side of uh or the thought uh of just the more consistently working actors the ones that you know are have projects and things like that is that is that what you're saying without mm -hmm. concern maybe for you know johnny smith who gets off the bus day one and is here to be a new actor they're not negotiating on his behalf they're negotiating on for the you know the 20 percent of the actors guild that are you know, viably working and, and market. Is, is that where you're, was that what you're feeling like is kind of coming down to a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think those actors have a greater pool because even though there's a, a dues cap in SAG, I don't remember what, what it is, but uh, that their contributions matter more because they right. actually provide the services that the union provides. And like, uh, unfortunately, because of the way that, the world is put together right now there there's just a, a widening gap of people that have access to that kind of money and people that are looking for access and the people that are at the bottom are making individually less and less and so individually contribute less to you know their, their health insurance and these things which did get better with this contract there are a lot of things that got better sure um uh, on on the face of things which are just basically like um expanding basically like the the available market cap um for working actors but kind of at the expense of these crucial loopholes that will eventually make way for just not having to pay actors those those increased prices and and so, so with that and with that then so what you're saying is going back to the ai point that you're not just your likeness or your image but your mannerism so what you're saying is essentially through you know some sort of learning module you could take a uh, a young let's say young tom cruise and take his little composite history of his mannerisms and build out a ai replicant of a young tom cruise and fill him in as you know 
coffee shop worker a to fill in these lines that normally would have gone to an actor that would have been there but now we can just i need this kind of look look about this person i can compile these performances and generate futures that is that what we're potentially worried about in the future we we are there are protections in this contract against doing that uh directly you need consent from the actor at every step of the way to do that however the thing about um deep learning is that once you you know put the ingredient into the stew it's part of the stew and it's really hard to to sort of track and litigate those things and so even though on its face there there are legal protections um it's just it's not a realistic way to protect or defend uh, you know, what we, we provide as actors. And uh, truth be told, it's like, I don't know if there is a good way to figure this out, you know, in the span right. of like, they're, they're negotiating for like, I think two and a half weeks. Um, it's just not a, a, enough of a time frame, which is why I was encouraging people to vote no, because it might bring people back to the table. The, the industry is closing for the end of the year for the holidays anyway. And it would apply pressure to the studios who are now in this sort of like crunch uh, spot where they weren't, you know, anticipating having to jump into quarter one of uh, 2024 with, um, you know, a a strike withstanding. So I think we still have more leverage now than we will in three years when the technology may be sufficiently advanced to like weather a strike. Like you might be able to use non-union actors and use information that you've mined through, uh, you know, consent, but also through whatever means necessary to protect your bottom line. And that's just like what, what it is at the end of the day is everybody is just looking out for themselves. Um, and I can't blame people for doing that. Even the big companies that are looking out for themselves. Uh, but as actors, we have to be smart about it. And I think actors are just very altruistic um, and uh, optimistic in, in a lot of ways. And, I, as, well, and most as much of them as I love being an actor, learn how to be an actor and not a business person. Right. So it's like, it's, it's I the same think, thing. Yeah. It, this, this happens in, in every walk of the life. Like doctors go to be doctors to doctors and don't know about the, like the business practices on the back end. And it's unfortunate that, that these two things oftentimes uh you know butt heads against the ultimate process and so um yeah this is unfortunate i'm i i didn't realize that that because because the point that you make in the beginning about as a young actor feeling pressure to give that consent and then like you said once it's in the stew it's in the stew you ain't pulling it back out uh and if it's between your brain dan and myself and i and i morally object to giving my consent and brandon is like fuck it let's go well, we know who most likely is going to get that role. And that's, that doesn't come down to like, you know, the way it should be. It's like, uh, it, it feels very grimy to like. Make yeah. Cause I remember decision. that. Like, I mean, it's the, you know, it's, it used to be like, a, like the simpler version of it was just like, you know, usage rights, right. Like in perpetuity, like sign it off and letting them use it. when you didn't have the education or you just be like the person to be like, yeah, like I'll, I'll sign the contract. And now it's like, I can see it like when, when the leverage on their part is, well, if you don't want to sign this, like, we'll just go to the next actor in line and they'll just keep doing that until they get it. Well, bro. um, One thing that is fortunate is you do have the power of the MAB sports podcast. Yeah. You you had to sum up uh, one thing to just kind of your, uh, your actor colleagues out there 
uh, how would you sum it up to just uh, advise them like what they can do? Like take an extra look. Is there like a website, something they could read? Like, are you just asking them to, to say no? Like, what would you like to say to them just as kind of a, like a, like a last check mark of what they can do as an actor that wants to support careers of future actors? Well, as of right now, uh, the deadline to vote uh, has has passed. So everybody who is, you know, coming aboard has come aboard. Well, but, if, you're, if you uh, voted yes and you're listening, jump the fuck off. We don't want you. <laughs> no, no, no. If you voted yes, I think that's 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 totally cool to, to, to vote your heart and to vote your conscience. I think a lot of people are excited about the huge increases to minimums. But uh, to the people that did vote yes, it's like you also uh, owe – other actors the responsibility of doing your homework and educating yourself about the technology that is you know moving really quickly and i know that that might not be your favorite thing um it might not be your feelings but it is something that is very much going to affect your life it's going to affect my life um and this is not even touching any of the stuff that has been given away to streamers in, in this agreement but you know that's that's for a, another discussion i just think that at the end of the day um union actors have to stick together and even in discussion even in dissent even in argument uh we're just getting information out there and hopefully activating each other in a way that makes the union stronger uh it's an expensive union to join it's an expensive union to be a part of and the money that it protects is becoming uh, less available to the common working actor. So I think it's really important uh, for us to fight for the working actor and to make sure that as much as you're thinking of yourself in your job, in your show or your movie, that you think about the person that is just starting out uh, like you might have been uh, when you first moved to, to Hollywood or New York or wherever, and to, to protect that person because they're just as valuable and have just as much to say as you do. Well, you're well said. definitely still one of my favorite actors. Thanks yeah. for jumping on, brother. It's good to see oh, you. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for laying this out, buddy. It's good to see you, too. So let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Neapolitan Showdown, top things to put on your legs. Put them on your legs. Put them on your legs. Uh, we talked about your legs earlier. We did. We really yes. set the table we for did. this <laughs> Neapolitan Showdown just mere hours ago. No idea what we we're going to do. And now it is. Uh, it's a passion <laughs> of mine. I think I got my list right. <laughs> I like it. I, I know that out of the two of us, like we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. You could literally be like, how big is his legs from, are we talking like from Brandon Delaney to most awesome? Where are we at on the spectrum? We are we very, little... yeah, we are very much a gradient <laughs> on two poles. Oh yeah. And my performance matches the legs. You watch me jump and you're just like, that's what I guess those legs would do. It's exactly <laughs> as high as I thought those legs would get them up. Um, all right. I did. I was tempted when I first sent you this message. I was like, I'm going to get cute and go socks. I want to put it's kind of like your legs kind of on your feet, but I didn't realize I did have a passion for more leg items. So I was able to get down there. Did you immediately okay. figure out your list or did you have to like poke around a little bit, look in the closet and get inspired? I had, I, I immediately laid it down. I threw it down. I, I thought <laughs> I didn't really think all that hard on it, 
Yeah. I, I immediately laid it down. I think I can block you. I'm going to call your number one. That's how I'm going to win this one. I'm, okay. I'm going for the block. But let's start at number okay. three. My number three is give me a straight leg blue jean. Okay. Uh, I do like, I mean, it's just like, it's a classic fit. I no longer, I did. I fell victim because I do have the legs to do it with uh, the skinny jean. I was around yeah, the skinny jean. I know you never fucked with the skinny jean. You remember me never. marching around just like, check out these yams vacuum yeah. packed inside this denim. <laughs> I got a little further away from that. Uh, I feel like you said this back in the day. Do, were you like Jinkos? Did you do the baggy jean for a beat? Oh, I did the baggy jean, never days? a Jenko. Never a Jenko. That was too That's much. too much like. Too much. Too That's much too much like. like, yeah. Too much. I was didn't need to be swimming in all that jean. Yeah. Or be like, hey, those why are those Jenkos tight on your legs? You're like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> those, those are like Jenkos, but they're painted on. Is this yeah. Jenko in the pocket? That's wild. That's wild stuff. Uh, yeah, so give me like just I, I want a little bit of room, but not too much. So something around like a straight leg, a boot cut, a blue jean. I'm keeping it classic. That's my number three. I like it. I like it. This is good. I went with the number three because we're getting into that season. Mm-hmm. It's getting a little cold. Oh, and I do like when I pull them out, it's always the best move possible. A little thermal undies, oh. like the little long johns. <laughs> let me get how let me fun, get a little... how fun, yeah. bro. Put them on. I'm toasty. I'm warm. I can put those those blue jeans, not the straight legs, not for me. I don't have enough. There's not enough gap between pants yeah. and thermal undies. But if I'm going outside, I'm going to go sledding. Or I'm going to do whatever with the kids and those warm, oh, little thermal underwear. Never never did anybody wrong. It wasn't. It's it's a great hack. When it was introduced, uh, like to my mom, was this, what am I, Charlie Bucket? Like, is this like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> like with my grandparents here? Like, what is yeah. this? Are we are we hobos now? Like, why am I wearing these? Like, there, it is. It has a poor look to it when they're just on it by does. themselves. It really <laughs> does. Uh, it's great. They're not expensive. You know, it's right there akin to like your undershirts. Like, you yep. know, your, your you a three cuts, pack like, easily. Hanes. Yep, they're three pack. Don't overthink it. It is, yeah. it was the biggest hack. Like we would play that outside football, which I know we talked about, like in the yeah. snow, thrown on the roof, but it was just like thrown on that extra layer over the underwear, underneath the snow pants, tuck in those snow pants into the boot and put the plat. And you are just like, you were sealed and your legs are good to go. They're warm. Yeah. That's a great, I could, that's a great I could be out here forever. You could leave me out. Yeah. Here. <laughs> this I is will the, survive. I, I hope it gets colder. I hope yeah. it gets cold. <laughs> put, a, put these legs in ice. I'll show you yeah. what they can do. Uh, all right. Well, you definitely win the number three. Uh, my number two spot. This is a fun pant. This is uh, okay. give me the uh, the linen pant with the drawstring. Oh, so I have I have one pair of these. So I used to wear these on uh, but that worked with me listening knows on wrap day. I like okay. to rock. I had a light blue scotch and soda linen pant with a little drawstring. It's perfect. Like you can go like put a nice polo up top, but it just kind of moves. It's smooth, like goes around. It's just a good look. And now I was just like, not enough. I had to upgrade it. Got a pink pair. I saw those. I've seen these. Yes. You've seen these. You had to wear them on my birthday. I think they yeah, were. You did. You, did. Yeah. you had a nice gray, gray shirt button down. Yep, 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 yep. I like that. It was good look. So, it's good look. Good. And now I added, I added a yellow to the rotation. There's a yellow. Oh, a light yellow, right? Yeah, it's a light yellow. You don't want to, these aren't everyday pants. I don't want to see these once a week. Once every like 16 days, you need to remind people that this is a road you walk down. Yes. Just throw them on and be like, what's up? That's the score right there. So I worry with the linen pants. Yeah. Pockets, right? This yeah, pockets are like, yeah. This is a, a lot of stuff's falling out of those pockets. 
they're falling out. Like you can see everything through it. Like it's just kind of like the yeah, key scene there. I you always can hate see that look. Everything through you it. You can see everything. It's not a friend to to old ma. I keep gotta <laughs> go there. Uh yeah, the pockets suck, and that is that is a big thing that I hate. I'm pretty sure I lost a pair of earbuds them falling out of the pocket. So it's yeah. See, sometimes it's the price of doing business. It is a cost to do it. Fashion, they say, fashion to be fashionable, you got to pay the pay piper a little bit. But got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And here's the thing: the argument is, is if you're wearing linen pants, like what the fuck are you doing? Like where are you going? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. You're yeah. on. Uh, bahamian time all the time you know what i mean hell bro yeah you're just chilling um i like it so my number two i'm i can't believe you went all you've gone two for two on pants right here i didn't think you're gonna go pants i don't know what you're guessing for the last one shred a block but if you think you're hearing a fucking short no i know know my stance i know this all right, yeah, all right. Uh, oh naturel on your legs, sun, sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. And we're trying to show these off. Yeah. So I was gonna go. I'm I'm wearing some right now. I like them. I like the feel of them. I'm going with a nice compression tight. Oh man, nice. I'm yes. like I'm I'm rocking this right now. The little copper fit on my knee. It feels good. I feel like I'm an athlete, right? When I'm wearing this, walking around because I can feel the coolness. And my other pants rubbing against it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like if a pickup game just happened, I'm ready to rock and roll. A thousand percent. That's what it is. You look choice. Yeah. You look like you're getting picked at least third. If you're just walking by and someone's got a pickup game going, they're just like, grab that guy. Yeah. yeah. Easier uh, for business. It is a little, it's, it's a courtesy cover at the gym. If you have like baggier shorts, or you're doing like sit-ups or some shit. Like it's a nice, yep. like, don't worry about my boxer briefs. Like all <laughs> angles are accounted for. Don't you look insane. If you don't throw the other short layer on top of it, like just walking around, like, yeah, that's just nuts. You're now you're just, out. you're a fucking braggart. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. Cause you think the linen pants ain't keeping any secrets. Those are shouting all the information from the rooftop. Yeah. Exactly. You're not rocking any shorts over there. Uh, I do. I haven't rocked these. It's kind of weird. Like getting older, like there's actual, like a, I can feel the practical use of compression. Like I wear like compression yeah. socks, like on planes sometimes or bed, just because like, I don't like yeah. the sugar kind of makes them jittery and like the compression actually fucking like chills them out. And I still don't get the science. Like compression helps blood flow. seems like if it's tighter, it helps blood seems flow. Because, I don't get it. Yeah. It seems like it would constrict it. I don't know. That's the thing I asked. No, I was no, like, no. well, my knee's really still like pretty swollen. How do I get rid of it? And they're like compression tight. So I'm like, Someone just like squeezing it like Smashing a tube it. of toothpaste. Is that what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, is that what we're like, doing? All right. Just, it feels like we're just doc. keeping this a secret. It's just like, so you yeah. don't want me to see it anymore. So I'm just going to squeeze right. the shit out of it. So right. I have to pay attention to it. This is going to heal it. Uh, yeah, that's another, that's a good two spot. It's, I'm going to have to give me the two that went on yes. that. You, My, yep, makes sense. Very close cousin to the thermal there. Yep. Like, kind of the same idea. Definitely the compression guy was inspired by what the thermal team had been doing prior to him. He yes. Like, compression tights around. ran because yeah. thermal pants <laughs> walked. Whatever the fuck Exactly. One spot. Here's where we're waiting for. I'm going to block you. I'll go first on mine. Mine is absolutely 1000% a colored flat front Chino. Give me peacock on my stems. Give me an orange. I got an orange pair. I got a green pair. I got a blueberry blue pair. I'm this pant. If you want to look business, but you're not like trying to overdo it, you peacock with the pant, and then you just like we said, go upstairs, black polo shirt, black button up, 
white button up. Keep it just very classic on yes. top, but people still know that you like to party based on the color of that chino that you weren't rocking downstairs. I love this. I love the chino. This is showing great oh, yeah, uh, maturation yeah. in the process. I like the colors that you're rolling too. Oh yeah, you're not afra- afraid afraid of colors, which is nice. I like this. Oh no, 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 no. I'm not a man afraid of colors either. You are not. No, I take those. I get them. I get them dry cleaned. I, t- I take care of them. Like I have like the little. My pants are laid out. I, no drawers. You know. I like to. I have like yep. a little. little uh, you've seen it. You've been. You've been to my room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. That's your about. new room. Not my new room, but it's still. I still have that two shelf like black like entertainment center. The black glass, but it's just like it is three rows of pants. So my jeans, my linen pants, flat front colored chinos. By just like calling in safe chinos, that's just yep. kind of like the browns and grays right there, and then sure. my peacock jeans, which get wild. There's some with paint on them. I can't even. I can't even Uh-oh. gobble up all your time with those. It gets. It gets nuts, buddy. I didn't that's realize your pant really... game was like this, B. <laughs> my oh yeah, my pant game rules deep, brother, deep. I like it. Uh, I'm going for the block here. Okay, go for the block. The number one. I think you are going to say. I think it's going to be the first introduction that we've had of a short, and I think you're going to say a basketball short, like a gym Ooh, short. I did, not, one I did not. Oh, man. I did not have that. I was and ruling I was play, too. I'm I was playing honest. gas. Because I didn't think shorts really Ooh. covered. They open up the legs. They didn't cover up, put on your legs. I don't okay. think of shorts as that. Nice. I do love me a basketball short. Don't get you wrong. You, if I had to rank the thing that I've seen you in the most, like it would be those Michigan blue basketball shorts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love 100%. those shorts. Yeah. I, and I will roll out a new, but I mean, in your defense, shirt. like we did, yeah, we played a lot of basketball together. It's not like I wasn't inviting you out for dinners and you just roll into fucking like sushi <laughs> right, and just right, got your right, basketball right, shorts on. Right. Right. <laughs> there was a lot of like come over for Sunday football. I'm yeah, wearing. Just, yeah. I feel like you're mowing lawns. I feel like on a casual yeah. Saturday when you're running around with the kids, you're bringing them to the mall or whatever events we're doing. Like, I just feel like you throw a short on. Yeah. But so I, I am going to go basic bitch. Cause I did do socks. I have. Oh, you, you did. Know, oh, I, nice. Awesome. I did okay. do socks because like you, I don't, uh, I, you know, you gotta go, you gotta go business. Right. And so I'm in a much more, uh, you know, conservative climate. I'm not, I'm in the Midwest here. So I can't peacock with all the salmons and the no. yellows that you're talking about. So yeah. I like to do my peacocking on my feet and ankles. Yeah. Right? yeah that's smart. Little, smart little, move. little pop of color office style. Peacocking, bro. Peacocking. Peacocking. Ooh, look at you. You even yeah. had it better. But there was also a whole thing about like, you know, when you were younger, having like the ankle socks, like the gym socks to show off, you know, all the way, like, like, like the stemware you... of a wine glass. I need to see <laughs> those things. That's percent. I got to give a shout out. Peacocking is nephew Colin. If he's listening, credit what oh. credit's due. We like oh, to oh, send, oh, yeah, oh. he likes to peacock. We send each other pictures of our wild socks we're wearing. I uh, love it. Nice, nice pun, Colin. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, yeah, I love, love that look. Love a little, because it's like a little hint of what's going on too. Like you're in the business meeting, maybe yep. running a board meeting. You sit down, you cross the legs, and then bam, they're just like, you don't bring no attention to it. They can find it on their own time. They That's know right. where to look, but it's it's so bright and it's doing something that it's going to grab the eye. It's going to hook it. And that's when you know you got them too. When they sit there, you yeah, sit down, you throw that wrong. leg over, and then they just shoot a little out of the corner of their eye and they pull yeah. back. You're like, I got yeah. you, bitch. Yeah. Don't I, you got see that. I see you peeking. I peeking see you at my peeking sock at my peacocking. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Victory to you. Very well Thank earned, you, bro. 
Uh, all right, Brendan, Dana Gambling Corner. Bring us to the jam. Let's get some lines. Yeah, baby. And cover NFL up top. See what you got. Uh, um, and then I'll let you know. I'll flag if I'm if I think I'm gonna throw something on there. I only got three, and I'm doing all road dogs. Okay. Last week, if I would have gambled, which I didn't, good for would have been brutal. I would have got my got my nose kicked in a little bit. I think we liked Broncos plus three, didn't we? I think we liked Broncos we plus did. three. We did. We did like week. Broncos plus three. Which, which would have missed with Russell Wilson's interception. And then yep. that Chiefs-Packers game was – that just would have been too enticing. Six was a little high, but it still yeah. would have been like – you know how I love to hate the Packers. I would have been Packers a little overrated. Let's everybody calm down. That was the Detroit Lions against the Chiefs team that was just like, all right, this is Patrick Mahomes in December. Let's start cooking with gas. So would have been a did disaster. We, um, did we put any on – what was the line on Lions Saints? Because I don't think we would have covered. No, it was five no, points. Five I think and a half. Like nine. Was it like nine or something like Lions that? Lions and Saints? It, yeah, it wasn't. No, a I lot think it was like than. five. Was it five? five and oh, half. oh, I was right. Yeah, because it was it was in New Orleans, right? It was in New Orleans. Yeah, because it was right. yeah, it would have been like, yeah, I think it was like five and a half. Maybe six. 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 Lost, right? Well, then we would have lost. It's a good thing we didn't do any of that. Uh, well, yeah, that's money. Sometimes a bet not placed is money won. That's so, right. Cha-ching. We nailed cha-ching. it. Nailed it. Um, all right. Patriots at Steelers. What do you think the line is? Patriots at Steelers? Patriots at Steelers. Uh, Patriots Steelers in bu- tank mode, whatever version yeah. it is. Steelers by seven, seven and a half? Five and a half. Five and a half? A little lower. Yeah, because I think we got Mitchell Trubisky rolling out here. Oh, that's this. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but I mean... Patriots have less let up, have not scored a point or have scored maybe six or seven points in like three games. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And the Steelers, yeah, the Steelers definitely have a better defense than the Chargers. The Chargers shut out the Patriots. Uh, But they they only scored six points and they have worse offense. Yeah. I mean, you get me talking about, ooh, look at that under. What do you think the over under is? Uh, 25. (laughs) It's 30. It's 30 and a half points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, that under I would take in a heartbeat. Thousand percent. I mean, you could easily like 30 points. How? Someone did walk me through Mr. Trubisky and Zappy getting to 30 points. Exactly. Yeah. Walk me through the what four total happened. touchdowns and a field goal. I want to see some muff punts. I want to yeah. see how this go down. Buccaneers at Falcons. Buccaneers. Oh, sorry. That was a big yawn in the middle of a podcast. Holy it shit, was, bro! That's My right. God, it came out of nowhere. That's, that's, right. how, that's how exciting the last game that last <laughs> game was. Uh, give me Bucks by three and a half. Falcons by two and a half. Lead the division. Falcons by two and a half. Really? Yeah. They're, Did they uh, lose to the Jets? Am I fucking a low on Baker? Uh, no, they beat the Jets. Falcons beat the Jets. Oh, they did. Yeah, barely though, right? It's like it's like fifteen thirteen and eight. eight. Yeah, thirteen to eight. Wait a second. Uh, and the Buccaneers beat, obviously, they beat Tampa Bay, or excuse me, they beat Carolina. Carolina. By yeah. three. 
I don't know, love, man. Yeah. Atlanta, just, really? Come on. A lot of mediocre football. Yes. Detroit at Chicago. Detroit by five. Detroit by three. Uh, does seem a little low. Chicago? I don't know. A little fresh. I think people are remembering that game from two weeks ago. Where, they are. Uh, Chicago kept it pretty close. So this might be, this would be a spot to get on Detroit, but man, their defense really scares me. Yeah, and they had to they had to pull it out in the last like three minutes of the game that that week to even scratch at a win. Oh God, yeah, I shut my phone off. I thought I yeah. thought that was a wrap. Uh, I'm not touching that game. Colts at Bengals. Ooh, and Bengals were a little plucky in Monday night's game here. Colts a little. They were that backup quarterback got the Colts Gardner Minshew. Minshew mania, baby. This is this is game a fun game here. Is it in Indianapolis? Uh, no, it is in Cincinnati. Okay, Cincinnati by two. It is Colts by one. Road dog. Road favorite, I mean. Colts by yeah. one. Uh, I think that backup quarterback. The backup quarterback against Jacksonville, I think he's getting a little overshadowed since Trevor Lawrence uh, left that game, but he looked good. I think this would be CJ a Beathard? good spot. Yeah, this would be a good yeah. uh, No, 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 no. Not for Jacksonville. Oh, Browning. Browning, you're talking for yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. He looked, he looked crisp. He looked good. I think it would be... I'm curious. This is a really fun spot to jump on the Bengals at home. Jacksonville Jaguars at Browns. Do we have any information on Trevor Lawrence? He has a high ankle sprain. He's. I don't think he's playing. I think CJ Beathard versus Joe Flacco. Oh my god. Oh my god. What are we doing to ourselves? Yikes. Yikes. Um, watching this game. No. Uh, fuck. I don't know. It's in Jackson. It's at Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Jacksonville by two, Cleveland by two. Fuck, I don't, I am so off on Joe this. Flacco. I have... it's hard, man. You're yeah, I bet against a bunch of fucking backups. You know what's going on? Uh, Panthers at Saints. Panthers uh, another at Saints. backup quarterback. Yeah, I think Jameis Winston starting this game. Was there? Well, has there he's... been a quarterback? Well, yeah, I mean his experience. Has there been a quarterback that has not finished as many games as he started than Derek Carr? I feel like Derek Ooh. Carr is leaving at the third quarter of every game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Derek Carr. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was wrong about that guy. I was wrong. Yeah. We were, uh, we, were we were all wrong. What's Panthers what's the Saints. I don't know. Um Saints by four and a half. Five and a half. All right. Uh, all right. We'll get it. We'll get to the games I'm betting. Um Broncos at Chargers. Broncos at Chargers. How can you make the Chargers the favorite? Can you make the Chargers the favorite in this game? They did. They did, but not by much. By a field goal? Three. Yeah, Chargers by three. Yeah. Give me Broncos in the field goal. This Chargers team yeah. is disastrous. So that's one road dog. My road dog number two, Seattle at San Francisco. What do you think the line is? Oh, San Francisco by a touchdown? Ten and a half. Ooh. Feels like too many. Yeah. For obviously, like no one likes Seattle going into this postseason, but I do. Well, this is a division game, and give me Seattle Seahawks and ten and a half points. I mean, there's junk touchdown. Yeah. Like you can do right here. I, San Francisco could be up by seventeen in the fourth quarter. They march down, score a touchdown, kick an extra point. And here's the thing: they just put up 
a bunch of points against the Cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. They can score. They can score when they get when they get hot. I think they're going to be getting – keep an eye on their running back, Kenneth Walker, uh, if he comes back or not, and then uh, from an oblique strain. And then, um, shit. Who do they – Huh? What? Oh, the 49ers. So do they have a little bit of a hangover after they just mollywopped fucking Philadelphia? Yeah, they they maybe like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they going to come out guns a blazing? Yeah, exactly. Like, I like, like, it's just division game. And if Seattle can get yeah. up, like, especially with division games, like the game plan changes. Like you run out the clock, like you slow things yep. down. You're not going for the jugular. I get when you get like a little momentum, like they had in those Eagles games or against the Dallas game, like you kind of keep cooking, but I don't know, man. Like we said, like it is said for a reason. Like you see these teams twice the second time they're playing this year. Right. Like it is going to be there. Uh, all right, my third road dog. So I like give me Seattle plus 10 and a half of San Francisco. I want to bet these things. Um, all right. Eagles at Dallas. Philadelphia at Dallas. Big NFC. Um, would they be – they would not make Dallas a touchdown favorite, would they? Too much now. Three and a half. Three and a half. That's okay. That feels right. It does. Uh, the reason I like Philadelphia here is Philadelphia has a little something to prove. I think, you know, everyone's been on the scent of Philadelphia all year long, where it's just like, it's not the same powerhouse that we saw last year. I think that was proven when we saw them playing an opponent that was better than in San Francisco. Yeah. Still, Dallas has that. Again, we're talking division game, and Dallas does have that tendency sometimes to just not fucking show up. We saw it against Arizona. I feel like it usually happens about three times a season, if not eight. I still think Dallas has one more. Like, where the fuck are they? And I think that game might be against their rival, the Eagles. Yeah, they've won, and they've looked really good. Although they gave a bunch of points to Seattle, they looked really good the last few weeks. They lose to Philadelphia in a contested one, 28-23, in the beginning of November. Ooh. And you're taking Philadelphia in the points? I'm taking Philadelphia in three and a half, yeah. 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 I think this is, you know, this is classic, like we said. Like, uh, I just like these division games to go to a field goal. And I think yeah. definitely, like, either side, like, with that three and a half, with that hook, baby, I'm going to win. There you go. Like it may it. be Sports Podcast Episode 283. Get your bets out there. Tap your actor friends on the shoulder. Let them know what's going on with this SAG thing. Too late to vote. Didn't know that. But hey, we'll get you the information <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> we don't bring you breaking news. We just bring you news. Hey, this is what happened. In <laughs> our <laughs> own <laughs> due time. You guys hear about who won the World Series? Um, yeah. All right, guys, episode 283. I'm Brady Anna. That's the most awesome MVP of the week real fast. I'm giving it to my boy, Brock Purdy, baby. Brock Purdy. Oh, <laughs> shooting back up the MVP ranks. That bet I put in Arizona, that is Back alive. I think I put it at like nine to one, maybe yeah, eight to one, did. nine to one. I remember what I said, but uh, now he's three to one and the clubhouse favorite. And I guess not clubhouse. Clubhouse means you kind of wrapped everything up and now you're waiting for other performances. Yeah. The favorite right now, which is weird because number two and three is Jalen Hurst and Dak Prescott and they're playing each other. So you're going to think maybe it's a good Whoever thing. One's going to, yeah, one's going to kind of jump up a little bit or even off, but we'll see. Yeah, you're going to be the biggest be. niner. Niner fan, bang gang gang, Niner gang, or Let's bang go gang. Niner. Niner. Uh, who's your MVP, brother? 
I'll give it to your cousin or your nephew Colin. What a what yeah. a great pun. Peasocking, baby. Peasocking. He got Peace it. Peasocking. I love it. I love Guys, it. Guys, who's an email? It may be sports podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Hey, audience, can you see the uh the bulge of our podcast in our <laughs> pants? <laughs> Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.